You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WCMJ. This is a sports podcast based that talks about NBA, football, and anything else that can come to the sports fan mind. We stick to the educated and the diehard fans, as well as the casual listener as well. Our show is brought to you by New Taylor & Associates, located at newlawoffice.com. You can also check out our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun also helps bring you this podcast, as well as our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order of the freshest meat available in the United States. Now, let's take it over to our host. Here's Nate and Tim bringing you this week's edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. Welcome back for another week of the Wide Men Can't Jump podcast. It's Nate here with you as always, and joining me is my Canuckian friend from way up north, and uh, we will have a moment of silence today for what happened to his what, beloved Leafs. What happened? I thought Winnipeg and the Maple Leafs played last night. No. Oh. Winnipeg, Winnipeg played Montreal last night because Toronto was already out. <laughs> oh, well, they were up 3-1. What happened? Yeah, they lost three in a row. What? And also joining us, in case you didn't know, <laughs> talking an immense amount of shit already, okay. is Jeff. What? Welcome aboard, Jeff. Well, they had two games at home. There's no way. Jeff, uh, do no I need way. to do I need to start digging up the failings of North Carolina? <laughs> what failings? <laughs> well, I, I saw where the I saw where the Maple Leafs were forty to one to make it right after it, that. Like, they played. Uh, their stars disappeared. They didn't deserve to win. It's that simple. It's just it's just unbelievable because the Maple. I, I watched Game Four, and they went up, they went up three four nothing. Like er, I mean, it was. I was like, man, they're they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're going to keep playing like this, and then just yeah. I guess some, some timely uh, yeah. penalties and some good goalie play Canadians and. Their goalie was was hot, but they suffered the same thing that the that the Oilers suffered. When you rely on two or three guys, they better get it done. And when they don't, gig is up. Well, we thought we were going to start elsewhere, but hey, while we're here, let's just talk. Uh, let's talk hockey. Uh. <laughs> oh well, speaking of hockey, though, you know what's going to happen. The World Championships is on, and Canada will be meet, meeting the United States in the semifinal. Mm. Now, Interesting. that's a very watered-down version of both teams because the better players are still playing in the NHL, but uh, I suspect America will probably win this. You think well, so? I do. I mean, they're going to have – now, say like – well, Toronto and Edmonton's out. Can their players play? Um, they can if the team has left space for them. You only can have so big a roster, I believe. I don't know now that it's into the medal round. I'm not sure if they can add guys now or not. I don't know. 
But if you look, if you were to go look at the rosters, you probably wouldn't be able to name. I couldn't even. I didn't even know some of the guys on Team Canada. I had no idea who they were because they're not NHL players. They're minor leaguers or junior players, that sort of thing. Kind of like back in the day before American America started sending NBA players to the. <laughs> we the got basket, hey, listen, listen. We got fed up. We got fed up with no, but, but but it's the same sort of thing. You know, you didn't really know a lot of the guys that were on the team unless you followed college basketball real close. Otherwise, you didn't know who they were. Well, you got to remember, we're uh, you know we got tired of losing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Seeing in hockey, we got tired the of Soviets, winning. The Soviets were doing it. You know? Well, we did you a favor today. Canada knocked the Russians out today, so... Woo! Down um, with communism! Yeah, so we got rid of them, so... I don't feel so bad now. I guess if I'm, if the States wins, I can live with that. Better than the Russians, that's for sure. So, Tim, what was the big... Like, during the, just real quick, with the, during the mid-90s, like early 90s, mid-90s, there was a lot of Canadian teams that went south to the United States. Was that because of the... Canadian dollar became nothing, or was it just NHL well, promote in the... the two teams that moved was, what, Quebec and uh, Winnipeg. Right. And the, those are both, like, Winnipeg is a really small town. Like, it's, it doesn't really have enough people to support a hockey team, even in Canada. However, it's produced two great pro wrestlers, well, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Produced two wrestlers, I don't know about. One, one was once great. The other one is Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang, but anyhow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, the Jets moved because they couldn't get any corporates backing because the city's just too small. I mean, there's only half yeah. a million people in Winnipeg. It's it's It was a tough sell back then, and the dollar was worth nothing, so they somebody bought them. I believe Same with Quebec. Whenever they went to Colorado, they won the yeah. Cup in no time, maybe a year or two, maybe. It wasn't long. They can thank uh, they can thank Eric Lindros for the Stanley Cups in Colorado. Well, I mean, you got to thank somebody. Well, he wouldn't. Uh, he got drafted by Quebec, and he wouldn't go there because of the French and all that. <laughs> well, so, Tim, well, let's be honest here. Can we blame him too much for that? Well, no, but you do the old sign a one year and play there and get out of town. You don't. I hate when guys do that, but anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that yeah, either. Yeah. So he uh, he wouldn't go, so they traded his rights or traded him to Philadelphia and got half the world, and that's how they won the cup there. You guys were kind of well, they not you guys, but uh, Colorado was kind of fortunate that uh, Patrick Watt he left yeah. Canadians <laughs> on bad terms. Yeah, well, that can happen when they leave you in for 10 goals and you're the, at yeah, that time yeah. the greatest goalie on the face of the earth at that time and you leave them out there to get shell-shocked. <laughs> right. That's just, ugh. Well, Nate, it was so bad that he when they finally pulled him, he walked into the stands. This is a goalie in full equipment. Yeah. Walked into the stands and told the general manager right to his face, I'll never play another game here again. And walked off. And that was a year after they won the cup. Yeah, they were. Uh, he was just pissed that they left him out there to dry, and because that usually is that's one of those unwritten rules of sports. Right. You know, when you're starting goalies getting shelled, you get them the hell out of there. You know. What is it? Usually about four or five goals. Yeah, usually four or five is enough. 
Yeah, but, that's enough to do it. Especially when your team isn't very good. You just don't, you know, you don't leave your franchise player out there. to. Especially when he's like, you know, I'm a casual hockey fan, and I know who Patrick Waugh is. What's uh, Patrick Waugh's greatest uh, press comment of all time? Anybody know? Uh, now that I don't know. Stanley Cup playoffs. Jeremy Roenick from, uh, I believe, was playing for Chicago at the time said that something about Patrick Waugh was phony or lucky or something to that effect. And then they told they told Waugh that, and he, he looks out. He's got a real French accent. He, uh-huh. you know, yeah, he says, well, I could not understand much of what uh, Jeremy was saying because I got my Stanley Cup rings in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Roenick never ever won a Stanley Cup. So. Oh, that's rough. That, so that it was, is yeah, rough. It was a shot. So anyway, yeah. He won so. a Stanley Cup in three decades, I believe, uh, Wah did. Yeah, he was... Uh, yeah, it was the last, I don't know, was the last Colorado one in the 2000s? Yeah, I believe it was 01. I believe it was 01. Okay, well, then he got, yeah, well, then he got three. He got one in, well, no, the Montreal one was 93. Or no, he maybe it 80, wasn't. He won in 86, too. Yeah, he wasn't playing for Montreal when they won in 93. That's right. I think, I think he, was, I thought he, I thought he was playing with him in 93. Well, then how did he, then how did he get one? The Avalanche in 96, too. Yeah, okay, so he had three, but only in two decades, right? Okay. Hold, on. I, I, Hold on. I thought it was 86, 93, 96, and 01, but... Colorado won one in 2001. Okay. Was he, well, he on was, that team? He was, yeah, yeah, he definitely was on the teams when, when Colorado yeah. won. Because yes. the next year, uh, Detroit got him for seven goals in game seven. So I know he had to have been on Colorado's team. The question is, was did he have three Stanley Cups or four, Nate? Uh, let's see. Uh, Avalanche won in '01. Was he on the Avalanche in '96? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, was he with the Canadians? In was he with the Canadians in '93? Let me look here. Probably. I think so. '93. Here's the roster. And I'm looking, looking, looking here. Well. Probably. Yep. He was there. Okay, and then the Canadians won sometime in the late 80s, uh, 87 or 89, something like that. Oh, I'll tell you. I think that was his rookie season, so he's got four. He's got, yeah, maybe 86. He's got four Stanley Cups. Let me see here, and I'll tell you. Hold on. He, the Canadians won in 85-86. Yeah, because he beat, they beat uh, Los Angeles. And on that team was Patrick Waugh. They beat the great Wayne Gretzky and the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. In 93, they did, yeah. In 93. 85, it was Calgary? No, Calgary beat Montreal. Who did they beat, Nate? Uh, in 83? Or 85, 85, 86. Uh... It says here the Canadians, and I don't know who they beat. Looking for it. Hold on. Flames. Calgary. Okay, that's what I thought. The Yeah, the second one was Los Angeles, because that was the year that Toronto was a game away. From, we were a game away from a Montreal-Toronto Stanley Cup, which would have been something. Oh, that would have been scary. Yeah, yeah so four uh, Stanley Cups for Patrick Wall. 
Patrick Waugh, to be honest, probably the greatest goalie who ever played in the modern era. Yeah. Although Marty Berdier might have something to say about that. But yeah, I believe he would. Didn't only won two cups, though, I think, Marty. Look at us talking hockey like we all know what we're talking about. Hey, you guys, you guys roll with it, man. <laughs> you guys roll with it. You're the hockey guys. It ain't me, ladies and gentlemen. You know me. I, I, I try, but I, I don't know hockey. I'm a, I'm a basketball guy. So what, what else in the world of hockey? While we're here, I mean, we're, we're discussing hockey. Like what else is going on out yeah, there in the world of hockey? The playoffs are in full swing, uh, into the second round. There's been some really good games. I know that. There has. Uh, what did you think of the suspension, Jeff? Oh, uh, the last night's hit? Yeah. Uh, got, I, wa- he, I was watching the game. I don't know what he got. What did he get today? He got four games for that. Yeah, I thought it was just. I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> for, I mean. So who hit who? What was the, what, what I mean, happened? I I, for uh, those of us that didn't watch it, what happened? Okay. I, mean, I thought it was a cheap shot. Okay. All right. Why did you think it was a cheap shot? What about uh, it was? What about it was cheap? I'm asking. So. I mean, he pretty much made. I mean, destroyed the guy. Blew him up. Yeah, well, that happens all the time in the playoffs. After the goal. It happens all the time in the playoffs. It happens all the time after the whistle. Well, I mean, if. Maybe they're set, trying to set a precedent. Uh, that's possible. I'll give you that. Uh, there, wasn't, wasn't there a hit earlier in the year that? Um, the, the, or, the, maybe that, oh, there, I know what happened. The guy for uh, Wilson for uh, Washington, they weren't. They were kind of easy on him, and they got a lot of flack over that. I believe. Well, that's that's the trouble though, It's because they they tell you like they they release a video every time a guy gets suspended, eh, with the explanation. Their explanation was that he didn't try to play the puck. And I'm going, okay, well, nobody tries to play the puck when you're hitting somebody. That's kind of the whole point of – that's like saying a you know a football player, well, he didn't try to strip him of the ball. He just tackled him. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. That's what you do. Uh, and that the guy got hurt. But I don't think the uh, – I don't think the hit wasn't what hurt him. He fell and hit his head on the ice, which was not good for him. Four games is a lot. That's in the playoffs. I don't that's think like, – uh... <laughs> I don't think the hit probably did hurt though. God bless. Well, I'm sure it hurt, but it didn't it didn't put him out uh, of the action. I'm watching this as kind of an outsider here. Uh and I'm watching it like on Twitter. And I'm watching this and he was actually, in my opinion, I don't think he should have gotten in trouble. I really don't. I mean he I mean he knocked him on his ass. There's no two ways. Well no, it, it was Mark Mark Sharif uh was tossed for flattening Jake Evans after he scored on an empty netter, right? Am I, is that what I'm looking at here? <laughs> that's that's Mark Shifley. Whatever. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he wrapped the he wrapped the puck around and then so Well, he, he when he, he went into motion, but he, when he went into motion to hit him, it was a the goal had not been scored. No, he he's he putting it still, in, but but he couldn't really stop at that point. He was kind well, of committed he, he at that point. And he was committed and I think what happened is he was already going to lay the hit in because the goal had not yet been scored. And it, and he was thinking his teammate might get the puck, but if I can make him alter the shot by laying the hit in, yeah, I don't think he should have got that many games. There's I don't a, think he should have got suspended. I think he was just making a play. There's two playoffs, camps. Man. Yeah, there's two camps. There's the <laughs> camp that's – there's playoffs. the camp – Yeah, playoffs. You talking playoffs? There's two camps. One camp says that he, you know, that's a hit he doesn't have to make. 
because it doesn't change the play, it doesn't stop the goal, blah, 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 which I guess is partially true, except we're moving at full speed there, and it's easy to say that after the fact. The other camp is is that if you're going to go around the net like that, you better have your head up, and you need to try to protect yourself a little bit, because you know you're going to get dinged, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought maybe he'd get a game. I'd have been okay maybe even with two. But yeah. Four, maybe, but maybe four. I think four is too many. Four is way too many. In my You're down, I mean, Winnipeg is down one nothing in the series. Four games takes out their captain and their best player for what might be the rest of the series. He may not make it back in time for to play again. And I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a little excessive. Bogus, what do you think? <laughs> Does he even watch hockey? I don't know, but he might if he to see that because it's quite the hit. I'm gonna retweet that because uh, yeah, that hit was shoot. That's like the reason why people watch uh, watch bull riding is just to see somebody get I mean, hurt. I mean, I might have been okay with the four if he'd have cross checked him, or if he'd have hit him in the head with his stick or something like that when he hit him. But it doesn't look like he did, so I don't know. I tell you what, he knocked the piss out of that guy. That's no, he's that big. I mean, those are they're big guys, and then when you put them in all that equipment and skates on, yeah. I did. Uh, I did retweet it. So if you want to check it out, it's over on the Wide Man Can't Jump Twitter. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, go ahead. You could do that. Uh, anything else going on in the crazy world of hockey before we we move I mean, on? Do you think that's a possibility though? The, the fact that they didn't get much. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of flack and. A lot of heat because oh, of yeah, yeah, of course. They're, I mean, they're supposed to, I mean, I guess if they're going to suspend guys, like, I guess you're trying to protect the the players, just like kind of, you know, protecting the quarterback in football. Yeah. I get I get that, but you just, there's no consistency. It just seems like somebody's spinning a wheel. <laughs> okay, I landed on four, I'll fucking give him four. Some other guy, like earlier in the, in the Vegas uh, who were they playing? Vegas and I can't remember who Vegas played in the first round, but uh, he need a he need a guy in the back of the head on a scrum and smacked his head into the ice, yeah. cut him on the face. Guy bled all over the place. He got he got <laughs> cut games. him on the face. Guy went and bled all over, over the, place, the place, saying, yeah, "Ah, damn!" Yeah, there's a song there somewhere. Um, there's been way worse <laughs> hits than the than that Shifley hit during the year that got nothing. And that's what people don't like. It's like, okay, if that hit's going to be four games, then it has to be four games for everybody. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter what team they play for. But they never do that. Uh, not unlike all leagues where, depending on what your last name is, sometimes you can get a... Who was the guy from New Jersey? I think his last name was Stevens. He was a hard hitter and... Most he was, he was kind <laughs> of hard on Lindros a few times. Uh, Scott Stevens, if he played in the league today, wouldn't be playing in the league because those hits would all be illegal now. Yeah, yeah, he was. He rang a lot of guys' bells though, mostly to the head though. <laughs> Before they got crazy about concussions and all that. Well, anything else we need to look at in hockey? Like, what what are we looking at standings-wise in hockey right now in terms uh, of... What do we got? Boston and the Islanders are one game apiece. Okay. Uh, uh, Montreal ahead of Winnipeg, one nothing. Colorado ahead of Vegas, uh, two to nothing. And I believe Tampa's ahead of Carolina, uh, two to nothing as well. That's all that's left. All right. And they're going to be seed in the semifinals, correct? That is correct. 
I wonder if they'll continue to do that, if this will be all. Uh, the funny thing is that the reseeding isn't going to change anything. The way the pairs are set up, they'd be playing those guys anyway. <laughs> so it didn't really do anything this year. Huh. Just a, have, a, have they decided a, on what's going to happen when it comes to the uh, the Canadian teams? Uh, and what's going on there? They, they haven't, but I fully suspect that there will be a waiver uh, and they'll have some kind of special protocols in place for crossing the border. But I'd, by the time they get there, we might be back fully open. We're looking at, uh, I believe it's July 15th. Mm-hmm. If the, our numbers keep going down, they're tossing everything out the window here. Okay. We're, yeah, we're done and back to normal. So We're having lotteries down here, apparently. We're giving people a million dollars if they get vaccinated, if they win the lottery. That's absolutely ridiculous. Hey, if they're willing to give me a million dollars, I'll do it. I've already been vaccinated, but it, it's it's the fact that whatever state you live in, wherever that might be, uh, I live in West Virginia. I know, but for wherever they're doing this, I know, at, I know. If if that state's got so much money, why don't they give the school a million bucks or a hospital or whatever, as opposed to people that got a vaccine? That's just ridiculously stupid, in my opinion. Well, you know, enough politics. All right, let's shift gears right now. Yeah, let's let's talk, let's talk about LeBron. <laughs> yeah, talk about China. No, uh, we're going to talk about right now two huge, huge breaking in announcements happened this week. First, let's start down in uh, North Carolina. Next season will be it, the final season of Coach K, Mike Shashesky. Uh He's stepping down, retiring, and they've already named the coach in waiting for that. Um, I forget his name off the top John of my head. Shire. John yeah. Shire. John Shire. He played on right. the 2010 team, I believe, that won. Okay. I feel, I feel sorry for the guy. It is a tough job. you got to come in and take over for that guy? <laughs> that, that's going to be tough, I think. Well, nothing short of winning is going to be good enough. Well, and, he's it, prob- and he probably still might get criticized. Well, Coach K didn't do things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, Jeff, you're a North Carolina fan. What do you think? Well, excuse me if you uh, heard that. I burped. <laughs> here, here. Um, you just wonder if Shire's going to teach flopping like Coach K. Oh, man. Solid, Jeff. Solid. Solid reporting. <laughs> no, I just, no, you know, what's he been? Forty-two years, and uh, he's got the second most uh, D1 titles of all time. Is uh, left a, you know, he's impacted the game a lot and uh, in a good way. And uh, I believe he's got what thirty-five uh, NCAA appearances. That's tied for the most all-time. More than likely, good chance to make uh, have the record by himself next year. So, uh, of course, can, I mean. It's just the way. I mean, Duke. They weren't in it this year, which was shocking. But they really struggled. I thought um, this past year. But they got a lot of guys coming back next year. A first for Duke. We got guys coming back. Yeah, and you know, and for the longest time, uh, they during the eighties and nineties, they always came back. But uh, then there in the two thousands, you know, but those guys, you know, they had. That were one of them done, or maybe two years. Uh, they, a lot of them, like Elton Brand, they needed to go. So, 
Uh, yeah. The stock wasn't going to get any higher, and you know they could go come back. But uh, you know he, it's 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 wonder that Roy Williams. You know I believe he got out because of all the one and done stuff, and you just wonder if it's you know Kay might have been thinking the same thing. You know I'm maybe. Sure he, I'm sure you had. Well, uh, it might have been a lot of factors, but he had uh, a press conference today. He's also going to be 75 years old next oh, year. Yeah, I mean, he's getting too. old. I mean, it's probably time. To be honest, if he doesn't go, like if he doesn't go next year, or at least pretty soon, like let's say he hadn't announced this yet, at some point you got to start looking at a successor. Anyway, I mean, do you want a repeat of? Uh, I don't want to say Penn State and the, what that other nonsense that went on, but that you got a guy who really shouldn't have been there anymore. You know, while well, he's Joe Paterno, we can't, you know, we don't, we can't get rid of Papa Joe. Oh, come on! And it's like, yeah, but he should have been gone probably long before he got forced out. But uh, I mean, has the game passed Coach K by, by in some ways? Probably by now. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I think he's still an effective coach. I think he's a very good recruiter. Obviously, the Duke team of last year probably doesn't help his case. But I also look at it and say, hey, Coach K is one of those guys who you can always – he didn't really – you know, we say he's a great recruiter, and he is. I'm not saying that. But how much of that became, hey, I'm Coach K. You want to come play at Duke? Like, he didn't have to work that hard. Well, Duke Duke became – or was at one time, I don't even know, maybe still is, is the Alabama of college basketball. Yeah. Yeah, they were. You know, okay, they usually, even if they don't win at all, they are always good. They're past competitive, like usually top 20, that sort of thing. So who doesn't want to go there? National spotlight, all that stuff. Like it was a good place to go play. And how much of that was due to his coaching? Well, some of it, I'm sure, but not all of it for his recruiting. According to, according to the news conference today, Coach K says he is retiring for his family, not due to changes in the sport. That's what, what he is saying. Well, after after forty some years, he's concerned about his family. That seems kind of weird. According according, this was what Coach K said today. You know, my athletic director friend, my friend Kevin White, comes up here and calls me the goat. Shashevsky said at the news conference, "I was glad he didn't call me a donkey." And then it's not about having a run next year; it's about having a finish. So we're on the same wavelength. So apparently he's led Duke to 12 Final Four appearances, five national titles, and he said this year will be his last year. John Sayer will replace him. Uh, he's, like I said, he's 74. Uh, he yeah. said he finalized his decision after last season when he went away with his wife. They spoke to their children and Duke's assistants about the move as well. So, I mean... Yes. Has he got, because uh, didn't he get, like, miss a bunch of games either last year or two years he ago? He had COVID. Didn't he have COVID? I don't remember. But I, I just know he missed like, time. He did miss some time. Him, him and Roy Williams both had some health issues here and there. But, you know, it's as you say, it's he's, and he still looks like he's he maybe in his mid-50s. Well, that's what I mean. Him to be 74, I mean, I hope I look that good at 74. I mean, honestly. You don't look that good at 30. Yeah, you're telling me, and I'm 31. Yeah. And you can see me, so you know exactly what's going on there. That's right, the sexiest Canadian this side of Brian Adams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Did that Katie cut like, 
Did that KD, cut like a knife? KD Lang, please. Well, of course. Did that cut like a knife there? <laughs> do, you have, do you have constant craving for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, Coach anyway. K, so... I mean, obviously, where, where does he finish all-time college basketball coaches? Top three, you you got to say, right? Yeah, well, was, no matter what Don, happens. Don Wooden, you know, the, obviously. Uh, obviously, I think, I think you would say Wooden would be number one. You may say Bobby Knight is two, but I think I, I think you got to put Coach K above Bobby Knight. Well, well he, I mean, did, he did more winning than Bobby Knight. Right. And what's crazy, that's his understudy, so. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, he's in five championships during the modern era. One could argue with some of the teams he's had, he probably you know, should have won more, uh, maybe seven or eight. I thought the 99 team was a a really good team that uh, probably should have won it. But, they, you know, UConn played a, almost a perfect game to beat him. It took a perfect game to beat him. And yeah. Yeah, I believe there was one, maybe one more there in the 2000s that uh, they probably could have won. In 80, I think 86, they lost to Louisville by two or three points in the final. So, anyways, uh, but still yet, <clears throat> uh, five championships in, you know, I think he was in there in the late 70s maybe. You know, that's uh, that's, that's hard to do, to keep being no. that good year after year after this year. Way. He's built a, built something really good for Shire, and like you said, it's at the top, so the only unfortunate thing for Shire is the only place he can really go is down. And yeah. I mean, whether you like Duke, hate Duke, everybody who follows basketball on any level knows who he is. His legacy is pretty much cemented. I don't know what could happen unless some kind of a scandal. And other than that, he will always be for a long time considered – one of the greatest college coaches ever, and you can't take that away from the dude because he's really had nothing but success anywhere or anytime he's ever tried to do anything. So, except maybe for a couple of national team failures there, but uh, beginning of the year, you know, you you talk when you talk college basketball, one of the first topics was, "Well, what's Duke got this year?" Well, and you always figure where are they ranked because you know they're going to start the year uh-huh. ranked. Well, it's one of those love them, love them or hate them kind of things, right? They're, but yeah. everybody everybody knows who they are, and everybody wants to know how they're doing, whether you want it because they're winning or because they're losing. But I mean, he's he's got nothing left to prove. He's pretty yeah. much he's pretty much done it all. Well, so, they named uh, they've already named the court after him, and I mean, really, what what's left, right? At this maybe, point, well, maybe get a little bit of work done on the spelling of their pronunciation of that last name, maybe. But other than <laughs> that, that really bugs you, doesn't it? Well, it's because it just utterly defies all the rules of grammar and then some. I'm sorry, but, you call a Z a Z. Forgive so does me. Ev- so does everybody in this country. Well, we don't you're get, all wrong. We don't get Shashevsky out of K's, R's, Y's, and Z's. It's Z. Z's. Right. That's not, it's a Polish name, right? Uh, I don't even know, to be honest. Zed is Z-E-D. Z is Z. Well, what, so you got a Z-28 down there? Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of losers. I challenge challenge you to a curling match, eh? That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what? Fair at all. We're going to have a quick game of invade the third world country? Uh, I bet you we win that one. Probably. (laughs) 
You guys got a lot of you got a lot more you got a lot more practice than we do. We're the best. <laughs> you got to challenge somebody. You challenge them to what you're good at. My God. All right, so Coach K steps down, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick timeout. Come back on the other side. We're going to talk about another man stepping down, and this one's from the NBA. But after this, from our great sponsor, the Law Offices of Stephen P. New. And we'll be right back right after this. We'll hear from Stephen P. New Law Offices and Strip Camp Fun. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On Stripcam Fun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires, and you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Thanks again to our great sponsors, New Taylor & Associates Law Office and Strip Cam Fun. Support our sponsors because if you support them, they support us and they make this show happen. Again, support our wonderful sponsors. All right, guys. From Coach K deciding to retire now, let's step up to Danny Ainge, who has decided after so many years and being the guy that made the Boston Celtics tick, the Celtics were eliminated by the Brooklyn Nets. Kind of no surprise there. It was the gentleman's sweep. They did it in five games. Uh, we'll talk about that series more in a little bit, but let's talk about this. Danny Ainge stepping down from his position. Um, I was kind of taken aback by this one. I didn't see this coming. And this happened the same day that Coach K made his announcement. Now, did you see this unsubstantiated report that he has supposedly said the reason he resigned was because player, uh, like with Kyrie Irving, you know, shit all over the Celtics. Well, and, Kyrie Irving also is a dick. Yeah, but and, he said he said when he told his players that they didn't care. They didn't care. And he says I don't understand today's players anymore, and I got to walk because I can't motivate them because what normally used to motivate players doesn't anymore. 
Like they, they didn't care that Kyrie wiped his feet on the. Like, as he said, he went into he went into the dressing room and kind of tried to fire them up, and you know, you guys should be mad about this. He disrespected the franchise, and he said they they didn't care. That didn't really mean that much to them, and he didn't like that. So I can understand that if that's if it's true, which it hasn't been confirmed, but that's the story running around. Uh, that's what I'm kind of looking here. Because it doesn't uh, make any it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not against. He's only 62 years old. Yeah, he's not that old. I'm. I mean, they, I like Brad Stevens, but is Brad Stevens general manager material? Well, Brad Stevens came out and said the grind of coaching was starting to get to him, so he welcomes this change. I'm sure he does, but is he general manager material? Like, what's he ever done? Nah, I'm not saying he is or he isn't. Yeah, I, I don't know either. The Danny Ainge report that Kyrie Irving stepping on the Celtics logo was the last straw is fake. So apparently that is not true. Well, then I'd like to know what the reason was. Unless he was unless he was going to get fired and they gave him the gentleman's option. I don't think – I don't see firing him. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Well, I just – they were saying – they were talking on TV, like, during the series after what what moves he was probably going to make in the off season. Like, is he going to clean house or going to make some trades? Like, I mean, he has made some pretty good moves. Well, doesn't it seem odd that it's, it happened the, the day after they're knocked out? Suddenly this is all going down – like in, like they had to. Have, I mean, if they did it on the spur of the moment, that's even crazier. Or else they were planning to do it all along. I don't know. It's kind of a mystery, and it's one that we don't really haven't heard much about in terms of of why Danny Ainge decided to do this, why he decided it was time to go. Maybe it had to do with the players. Maybe he just wanted to get away from it. Maybe he was tired of it. He's been there a while. I, I don't know. There's all, all you can do is speculate at this point. Well, we'll we'll know in a year or two if he pops up somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, writes a book, or you don't you don't know. Yeah, you don't. But um, I mean, obviously, one of the greatest GMs of all time uh, in in NBA history. I mean, you can't argue that. Well, he was uh, there a couple years back. There, he was fleecing guys in trades left and right, and nobody could stop him. He was just pillaging guys for draft picks and stuff. It was just crazy. There Danny, for a Ainge, while. Danny Ainge owned the Brooklyn Nets for so long <laughs> after when he traded Garnett and Pierce. And, and I think it might have been, I don't even remember who it was, Jason Terry, and just got like every pick that the Nets had for like the next six years. It was insane what Boston was able to do. And that was how they were able to get Jason Tatum was, was yep. because of Danny Ainge. So who owns the Boston Celtics? Is that uh, like I wondered if there was a has there been a recent uh, change in management there or something or ownership? Not that I've heard. I've not heard. Jeff, have you heard that? I haven't heard. Oh, that. Okay, ba- ownership is the Boston Basketball Partners, whoever they are. I, I couldn't tell you. Local private investment group, because I know that the, this. The only reason I asked is because the Red Sox just went through this last year or this summer or spring, yeah. where somebody bought the team and there was some moves there that people were going, you know, what's this all about? Why they move these guys? Because you know, when new ownership comes in, they clean they, house. They clean house. They want their guys there, and that's usually how it goes down. So. 
It doesn't look like there's been any change there. Same bunch of guys by the looks of things. So could be a bunch of little things, maybe. Maybe he just had, like you said, maybe he had enough. Maybe he doesn't see the Celtics that there's much chance that they're going to get any better anytime soon. And he doesn't want to go through all that again. I maybe. don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the reasoning, but I think, like, I thought the Celtics actually, without Jalen Brown, they under they underperformed in the regular season, but I thought that they actually hung pretty tough with a Brooklyn team that had them outmanned in the playoffs. Like, I know a lot of people didn't expect them to get one, but they did. They got one. I mean, that's more than what the Miami hey. Heat can say, and they were 100% healthy. But who called that, Nate and Tim? Well, Nate and Tim, clearly, but, you know. Uh, but, I mean, that's the that's the whole point is I thought that Boston team played pretty scrappy. Like, nobody expected them to win, and nobody expected them to even get a game. But, I mean, Tatum stepped up and proved he can, he he's the guy. It's got to be his team. Don't know what's going on with Kimball Walker. Don't know if that experiment's going to work out or not. Uh, Kyrie Irving's just a dick. I mean, I hate to say it, plain and simple. And the fan, and we got to talk about fans here. We got that coming up here in just a minute about fans in buildings uh, and how dumb slash crazy they can be. But we'll talk about that coming up. But Kyrie Irving, he's just not a good person, and not a guy that I can find myself rooting for. Like, does that make sense? Because he trashes everywhere he goes. He wants to take time off because I got things I got to do. And he's having all these issues. He's a bigger off-court distraction. I mean, what was everybody talking about after that series? Were they talking about how well the Brooklyn Big Three played? Were they talking about how Joe Harris stepped up and played pretty well? No, they were talking about Kyrie Irving being a distraction that he always is. And it's just getting old. It really is. And that, that's how I feel about it. What do you, what do you guys say? Senior Jeff? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't have much to say about Kyrie Irving. I think he's an idiot. I'll leave it at that. I don't even know that he's all that great on the court anymore either, to be honest. No, he's good. I can't. I'm not going to take away anything. He's that good. Man. He's, he's good. good. But for the shit he brings, he should be great. And he's not great. He's good. Well, again, um, I you know I he's kind of been like this really since he entered the league. Yeah, I think more so now than, like, it was just we kind of didn't look at it too much because he was playing in, in Cleveland. Right. But once LeBron got there and he and he kind of got in the spotlight, he's really been just bad. And, you know, I, the, I guess apparently, I mean, what was the real reason that he left LeBron? He uh, said he didn't want to be second fiddle. Okay. Yeah, he said he didn't want to be second fiddle. So he goes to Brooklyn and brings in two other guys. Makes sense. Well, he found out, well, you can't just well, he, went to, <laughs> he went to Boston and thought he was going to be the top dog, and he couldn't get it done. He's not suited to be the top dog. He's not. He's not at all. He's a second. He's a second. I don't want to say second rate. He's the guy. He's the Pippin. He's the yeah. Scott Pippin. He's never going to be the Michael. He's never going to be the top guy. He's going to be the second guy. He's going to be option number two. He's always going to be that. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, a lot of guys make great money and had a great career with that. Beats the hell out of being option 10. Yeah, beats the hell out of being Bill Winnington. I mean, things could be worse. Oh, I don't know. Did you ever see Bill Winnington's hair? Come on. 
<laughs> right now, he's, I would say he's option three. Well, now he is. Yeah. It's just now in his own mind he still thinks he's option one. Because the, the court is round, you know. He's Dennis Rodman diva level with social media. Think about that for a second. If Rodman had had social media, that's what Kyrie Irving is. Well, I you know what I want? I have oh, one on the team, I'd have Rodman. Well, yeah, me too. Because Rodman at least knew his role. You know what I want, Nate? I what? wish for I wish for Twitter when the uh, Celtics or, uh, played the Lakers and when the Bulls played uh, the Pistons. Whatever happened to the days when, just on a side note here, when LeBron would go and delete his Twitter uh, during the playoffs, he don't do that no more. Oh, well, again, that's probably more towards the angle of what, uh, sp- what sports has become. It's still sports, but it's become more and more business-orientated, and those guys are well aware that their brand and their name and stuff is worth a lot once they stop playing basketball. And they are all very busy uh, aligning themselves with whatever they want to be aligned with while they play. Not saying it's good or bad, just saying that's what a lot of them do. I mean, LeBron, do you really think LeBron cares all that much about winning another title compared to what he's going to do once he stops playing basketball? Probably right. Not that he doesn't want to win another one. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say that, I mean, he's to the point in his career where a lot of them are. They know their careers are only going to be so long. They want to make as much money as they can, for, and they want to come out of it smelling like a rose if possible. And you can't blame them for that, but that's what a lot of them want to do. Yeah, I suppose you're correct. But, so Danny Ainge steps down. Brad Stevens becomes the general manager. Obviously, I think Brad Stevens, we'll see how good he is. I think he's picked up a few tricks from Danny Ainge. I think that's safe to say. Would you agree with me on that, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, and, like, I'm like uh, Tim on this. Yeah. I mean, where did, where did Brad Stevens graduate, and what was his degree in? I mean, um, I guess, you know, if you've ever watched the movie Moneyball, maybe you don't. Yeah, Billy, Billy Bean and, and all that, yeah. And his... Uh, his sidekick there, he had a degree in economics. Uh, yeah, economics well, degree. Brad, uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't uh, the the guy uh, Pete, played by Jonah Hill, right, uh, right, he yeah. graduated from uh, Yale, wasn't it? Yeah, because the, yeah. um, the, the uh, president of the Celtics is uh, not a basketball guy either. He's a, uh, came from the internet community when he got hired to be the president. So he's probably more a money guy. So they maybe don't need a money guy in that spot. So apparently uh, Stevens graduated from DePaul, D-E-P-A-U-W. Really? Well, what the well, hell? Is that a knockoff of DePaul from I Chicago? don't know. I've never heard of that university before. <laughs> Me neither. He was actually a Division three basketball player and played in all 101 of their games and earned four varsity letters. He was a multiple all-conference and academic all-conference award winner, too. There you go. Maybe he's qualified. Um, I mean, but, you get to start somewhere. I mean, you just wonder how much he's in, he, how much has he been in the office with Ainge? Well, he, he was named to the dean's list and graduated in 1999 with a degree in economics. There we go. 
Okay, but, that is, but that's still only part of it. Being a general manager in a professional sports league, there's a lot going on that has nothing to do with, because it's a bit of an old boys network to some degree. And, and plus, I imagine people going to be hunting for the Celtics for get some revenge on all the times they were ripped off by Danny <laughs> Well, I think here's a good question. Who are they going to get to be a coach? That's a that's a big okay, question well, right there. One of the rumors, and I hope it's not true for the sake of Celtics fans, was Jason Kidd. <laughs> yeah, that went over well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who who they got. Who's who are the assistants in Boston? Is there well, any, here is, our good friends over at the Sporting News have a list. Um, now before I say before I come out and read the list of who they think may be a good fit. Um, ain't Mark Jackson anybody? I, I'm a Mark Jackson guy. So, all right, here's who they have listed. Obviously, Jason Kidd is one. Lloyd Pierce, who was just released by the Hawks not too long ago. Uh, here's a good one. Becky Hammond, uh, Spurs assistant coach. But she has no head coaching experience. Jay Larenga, who's one of the he's one of the inside guys. He's been with the Celtics since 2012. Sam Cassell, he's the 76ers head co- assistant coach. Chauncey Billups, who's a Clippers assistant coach. Kenny Atkinson, who's a Clippers assistant coach, he's got head coaching experience. I don't think they would get this guy uh, after what happened this year, but Juwan Howard. Another name brought up there. I don't think they'd get him out of Michigan. I think he likes that job too much. And he's doing good at it. And, and he's kind of a god there, too. So yeah. why, yeah. why would you want to give that up if you didn't have to? Uh, any of those names, guys, think that that could be, you know, hey, well, why not them, right? I, well, Jeff will have to help me out on this, but are the Celtics not kind of known for trying to keep it in Celtic land? To some degree, like they like to hire a lot they of. Went out and hired Brad Stevens. He wasn't in sales. Ah, okay, but that's one guy. But I mean, they had what? Casey Jones was there for ever. Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers was there. I guess it would depend on what management. A, it will depend on. Okay, why did Ainge leave? If there was another reason for that about direction of the team and that sort of thing, which we don't know. Um, who's making the hire? Is it Brad Stevens, or is it going to be somebody above him making the hire? Well, let me throw this out there at you. Just from the Celtics have been an organization from 1946 until now. How many head coaches do you think they've had? Just just in general. Give me a number. Not a lot. Take a guess, if you had to guess. We'll say 15. Tim, what do you think? It's probably right around there, maybe 20. 17 is the correct answer. John Russell for two years. Alvin Julian for two years. 16 years of Red Auerbach. Not too shabby. He, you know, he, he did okay. Yeah, we'll, three, we'll, we'll give him a pass. Yeah. Then they had three years of Bill Russell as a player coach. Then Tom Tom 
Heineson? 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 Yeah, something like that. He had about a 10-year run from 69 to 78. Okay. Then Tom Sanders in in, uh, 1978. Then Dave Cohens is a player coach from 78 to 79. Dave Cowens. Yeah, Cowens. Ford was in there somewhere, too. Who? Chris Ford. Um, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, and later. He's Bill later, Finch. Yeah. Bill Fitch from 79 to 83. Casey they Jones won, from They won championship with Fitch. Yep, they did. Casey Jones won two championships from 83 to 88. Jimmy Rogers from 88 to 90. Chris Ford from 90 to 95. ML Carr from 95 to 97. Rick Patino 97 to 01. Jim O'Brien from 01 to 04. John Carroll in 04. Doc Rivers took the job in 04. He had it till 2013, won a title in 08, and then Brad Stevens from 2013 to 2021. Only 17 head coaches in the history of that organization. That's kind of mind-boggling. A little bit. But then the Celtics, have they ever really been really bad and if they yes. were it wasn't for but it wasn't <laughs> yes. it wasn't for very for the long year they should have the, the year they should have got tim duncan <laughs> they were yeah. really bad yeah okay but they haven't had like 20 years of badness no they're not so the wolves they always seem to kind of circle it around because they were pretty bad when um what was that well that might have been when that was going on when Carr was their coach they were pretty bad right yeah. the guy before patino yeah well, Patino wasn't that great either. Yeah, and they weren't that great when <laughs> Patino was there either. But, um, I mean, I got to think, I mean, coaching the Celtics, that's got to be a fairly... That's uh, a high-pressure job. Yeah, but that might be a job that, as a coach, that you might want, too. Maybe. Because it's, it's pretty spotlighty. Uh, I suppose, too, I guess if you hire, I mean, whoever you hire, you've always got a general manager that can coach. Like, if you want to cut him loose, you know, if they get hire somebody and want to fire him because he's not working out, they can yeah. always put Stevens back in there for until they find somebody else or whatever. I don't know. Celtics is an interesting – I mean, yeah, it's right gonna, up there traditionally as one of the big biggest franchises in the league. Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be plenty that we need to, uh, to look at come – the offseason with the Celtics, there's going to be a lot going on uh, that we need to really focus on with them. So, I mean, right, Paul, guys. Ba- Paul Bans tells me he won't take the job. So, Well, if Paul Bans won't take it, then well, I don't know what we're going to well, do. There's no world championship belt associated with it at this point. So he doesn't <laughs> <know what we're- laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Uh, let's look. Now at something that is really becoming a problem, and it's not just in the NBA, but the NBA's kind of been the place where we need to check it out. Uh, but but everywhere, it, this is becoming kind of an issue. Um, NBA fans, you're allowed back in the building, and this is why we can't have nice things, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a look at uh, at what happened here. I know the Kyrie Irving situation. There was a uh, a fan through a water bottle. He ended up getting arrested, which I thought was a little crazy. He got he banned does. from the got banned from the building for life. That's good enough. I mean, do we really need do we really need a light, do we really need to arrest the guy? I don't know. Uh, security was asleep in Washington as they had a fan run onto the court 
and uh, then somebody tackled him. But, yeah, that stopped the game for a while there. Uh, then you had the fans in New York spitting on Trey Young, which, um, keep yeah. it classy, New York. I was going to say, that's New Yorkers, though, so that's... Uh, yeah, it's Jeff's team, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they classy. The same wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> the popcorn that was poured onto, I can't remember, was it Russell Westbrook that got popcorn pour, yeah, poured yeah. on him? And he was mad about that, um... And then the Jazz fans that had some very, very inappropriate things to say to Jean Morant's family. Um, I, if you haven't, just I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really say what was said, but yeah, you can look that up. I believe the Jazz may have gave them front row. Yeah, they comped them tickets and, and everything, um, but still. Yeah, there was no need for that enough. that kind of stuff. So, so guys, what what do you think? What are we looking at here? Is this going to continue to be a problem in the NBA or or in sports in general? Is this just fans being happy to be back in the building, or is this kind of hey, this is a little ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Let's tone this down. Somewhere along the line, there's a small disconnect between. Uh, like you always hear, well, I paid my money for a ticket. I should be able to do what I want or say what I want. I don't care about them yelling stuff at guys as long as it's not racial slurs. After that, I don't care. If you get on the court, you deserve an ass kicking. If you get I on agree. the if you get on the field or the or the ice or whatever, I. Don't have a whole lot of sympathy for what might happen to you if you get out there. It's like the rules of wrestling. You come to the building, you can say what you want within reason, obviously. Within reason, yeah. If you hop that barrier, you're fair game. As yeah, far you're as on your own. Concerned. Well, what is the uh, joke? What is the joke where they all, you know, people in the crowd always say, "Oh, come on up here," you know, because they know the guy's probably not going to come on up there. And then when they uh, do, Ron, Ron, Ron Artest did once. Well, the Boston, the Boston <laughs> Bruins did it at Madison Square Garden and beat the shit out of a whole pile of people back in the eighties. It's never happened in hockey again. If you, if you know you're probably going to get beat up, you stop to think about these things before you do them. I don't know, like throwing water bottles at guys and all this stuff. You're an idiot when you do well, that. The Boston one, I, I I feel like maybe they were. With Kyrie wiping his feet on the Celtic, Grant, they shouldn't have thrown water bottles at him. Yeah, you can, but you you can hang your head over the railing and call him an mf'er and all the rest. And yeah, I'm fine with yeah, I'm fine with that. I think that's why the guy did what he did, and he was just incensed because the people care more about that sort of thing than the players. I think do the players are looking at, hey, this is my job. I play here for now. I could be playing against this team next year. You know, whatever. The the fans don't leave. That's the thing. And when you, and a lot of them, you know, they tattoo this stuff on themselves. I mean, they're diehards, no matter win, lose, or draw. So yeah, I can I, see where, where that player, that guy may have been incensed. Can, doesn't doesn't excuse his no, behavior. I draw the line that any physical confrontations of any sort, like if you're going to throw a water bottle, now granted it was a plastic one, probably wasn't going to hurt him, but it could have. Could have hit him in the eye. Uh, if it was a metal what one. water bottles they got in Canada, Tim? The only ones I know of down here are plastic. They got glass uh, water bottles up there. Alu- aluminum ones that keep the water cold, you dummy. 
non-recyclable or like ones, permanent use ones. They have lots of those here. That's what somebody said. You know, if you'd have thrown one of those at them, I mean, I don't know what one of them would weigh when it was full of water. I wouldn't want to get in the, hit in the head by a thermos. I'll take a pass on that. It just you can't you can't do it because if you can do it, you're gonna be you're gonna take it if uh, you know six foot eight. 250-pound basketball player decides to go into the crowd and start slapping you around, you ain't going to like it so if you boo him or whatever. So there's lines. That you just can't do it. You know, get as okay. mad as you like. Now but. we have made it. It is the unwritten rules of fans. We went over those last week for sports. Yeah, I, I am pure. I am 100% on board. If you run out onto the court or the field or any of that stuff, you're on your own, and whatever happens to you, you can't cry about it once it happens because you're asking for it. Jeff, what do you think? Well, I think you touched on it a little bit a while ago. Uh, you know, the malice at, at the palace. Uh, I believe what was that, 04, 05, when Artest and those, Stephen Jackson. Yeah, Stephen Jackson, Ron Artest. That was a, whoo, that was a mess. Man, that was just, it just got out of the hand in a hurry. It was, it was before 04, 05, I think. Uh, hold on. I'll get you an, an, an exact date there. I mean, how, how do you uh, screen all this stuff? Like uh, fans or, you know, you just you want them to be there, but, you know, there's always one, a few bad apples. And It was 04. I apologize. You can't, uh, you can't put them all in one group, you know, but to get them out, but you just, you just don't know and. I don't know. Do you need more security? I don't know. Uh, I mean, how much you need? You need one for every section. I don't know how the NBA ring is to do it, but uh, you know, that's just a lot of questions there. You just you you hope is you people go in there and have some, have some sense. And as Tim said, you know, there's anything but racial slurs. You know. Is, uh, yeah, it's probably okay. Uh, Larry Bird used to talk about how he liked people talking junk to him at the game. It made it fun, you know. Then he probably pour, put forty on him and laugh at him. But <laughs> well, Larry Bird also came in one time, and I don't remember who told the story, but Larry Bird one time came into a game and went over to the bench and said, uh, looked at somebody and said, uh, "I'm thinking about forty-three tonight." And Larry Bird scored 43 in the third quarter and checked himself out and never came back in. <laughs> I like the one where he asked the, co- the coach, he says, you got anybody that can guard me on that bench? And I can't remember who the coach was. He just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I, the, story, the story of Larry Bird winning the uh, coming in in his warm-up. And saying, who's coming in second tonight in a three-point yeah. shootout? And, yeah. and then winning it while wearing the warm-up. Just to rub some salt in the wound. I sent you the video of the Bruins-Rangers thing. Oh, okay. Uh, go, go to one minute and 20 seconds and tell me that that's just not utterly insane. All right, hold on just a second here. Uh, there's a lot of... There's just a lot of stuff about about Larry Bird. There's just so many good things. I think he told uh, Magic Johnson there they played in L.A. Uh, Magic was out with an injury, and he went up to him before the game. He goes, I want to put on a show for you tonight. He goes, get out of here, man. This is the Celtics and the Lakers. He goes, he just kept hitting three after three after three, and look at Magic. 
said, told you, I'm going to put a show on for you. <laughs> That's Larry for you. But, yeah, the fans, I, I don't know what, what we're going to do in that instance with uh, the, the crowd. It's just uh, it's one of those situations where people just need to learn how to behave. And I understand being cooped up, you know, a long time. And, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, man. I'm watching this video clip. And, and, and Oh, my gosh. When have you ever seen a guy go over the glass with hockey skates on like that? <laughs> Yeah, that's, I'm kind of impressed, truthfully. Uh, the whole Bruins team just entered the crowd, and there's people with sticks. And At some point in that video, Nate. Well, none uh, of the Rangers seemed to be too no. uh, in a hurry to get up there. Well, the, Bru- <laughs> the Bruins weren't, weren't uh, they were a tough, tough team. Um, at some point, there's a guy, Mike Milbury from the Bruins, beats a guy over the head with his own shoe. Yeah, see, I'm watching it right now. The cops are just standing there. The cops yeah, well, don't want me to do. I ain't getting in the middle of that. Well, this guy's just, they've still got their, all their equipment on. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not attacking them. I mean, they're basically it attacking It reminds me of, uh, I think it was, was, wasn't it Wayne's World? I had to beat him to death with his own shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, like at least like basketball's probably got the worst problems because the player or the fans are so close to the court. Yeah, you know and it's easy for them to get out there. Hockey, you've got to jump the glass to get out there. So, yeah, I think that's an issue too. Uh, football, we've seen it with with fans running out onto the field, but the football field's so wide. By the time you get to the field, like you got to be pretty quick to get out there and really do anything. I think the Super Bowl, what they got it ran on it, the field this year. There was. There was. When's Does anybody have a, a fans? I mean, I know they've done it, but I don't really have a fans on the field in baseball. That uh, was, who was the guy uh, that hit the home run and the fans ran the bases with him? Hank Aaron. Was that Hank Aaron? Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, okay, but that's not like, that's not that's a That's the only one that I can recall off the top of my head. I mean, Morgana used to run out and kiss the pitchers every now and then and cause some problems, but... Wasn't there uh, not really many in, well, obviously there's none in NASCAR, but. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 no. Unless you count go Tony Stewart. Up, go look up 1991 Pocono. A guy comes out and runs in between Kyle Petty and Davey Allison. Wow, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine, believe, though, I believe, there's. I believe, it's on, I believe it's on YouTube. It's 91, I believe, was the year. There's probably lots of uh, fisticuffs, though, in pit row and in, in the infield of a NASCAR event. Used to be a lot worse. Yeah, it had to have been tanked. Oh, you have to be. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to be, right? Anyways. I, I would hope, anyways. I hope he wasn't, you know. So <laughs> he didn't just do it on a dare. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, hey, I dare you to run out there. You got it. <laughs> you got to be. There's something wrong with your your cerebral cortex isn't firing if you run out onto a racetrack. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. That's not a wise move at all. Yeah, definitely not. Oh my gosh! Those guys cover a hundred yards in a second. So yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, it wouldn't have anything to do with your speed. It would be with your inability to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. But, all right, um, 
So we talked about the fans. We talked about what's going on and, and fights and, and all this. We even brought up Malice at the Palace, for goodness sake. Um, so, yeah, fans, just don't be stupid. That's all I really know to say at this point. Well, if you want to keep acting like that, all that's going to happen is there's going to be more security. Then they're going to start pushing the fans further away from the action and that sort of thing. And that don't help anybody. It's, that's one of the beauties of basketball is you can be right down there and almost feel like you're in the game. Yeah. It's just, just cheer for your team, hate the opposition if you like, and leave it at that. Yeah, Tim, i got to agree with you. Jeff, I think you would probably amen that as well, right? Right, right. Unless, of course, it's Duke, right, Jeff? Right, right. Yeah, right. You know, like Kyrie Irving, where'd he go? Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not know that was coming? <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, guys. Let's go ahead and take another commercial time out here, and we'll be back right after this. And we'll talk more about the NBA playoffs. There's plenty going on we need to discuss, so we'll talk about it right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say... Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. Thanks again to our great sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They'll be getting their uh, store opened up sooner rather than later, so that's some great news. And, of course, Stay Classy Meats, our other great sponsor. So before we dive into the playoffs, guys, I want to throw this at you. Somebody posed this question uh, on Facebook today, and I was really uh, I was really into it and saw a lot of good responses. I thought it was really cool, so I'm going to propose it to you guys. If you had to build a five-man NBA lineup of your favorite players, not the best players, not the all-timers, your favorite players to ever play the game, who would it be? 
So, uh, Jeff, let me throw it at you. And, and I went with positions. Like, I actually picked a point guard, sm- shooting guard, small yeah. forward, power forward. So. That, ain't, that ain't happening. Would you like to hear mine before before you, you start yours? Sure. Just kind of, all right. So, at point guard, I went with Damian Lillard. I'm a big-time Damian Lillard fan these days. Dame time. Dame, Dame time. Baby Dame dollar bill dropping bombs, okay? He did other night. He did. He did. We'll talk about that. Uh, shooting guard, clearly, MJ, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. A small forward, yeah, he's going to play a little undersized, but uh, Kobe Bryant. I'm putting Kobe at small forward. Sue me. I know he was a shooting guard, but he could play small forward. Power forward, Kevin Garnett. And center, um, i got to show some loyalty here to my Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns at center. So, um, yeah, Jeff? You- you do know that this could be all time, you know, not necessarily just guys from last week. Yes, but I like my I like guys that played for my team. Sue me. <laughs> I'm surprised you just didn't have the starting five for the Timberwolves. No, I would. I would no. <laughs> I, still, I still love Kobe and MJ, so no. All right, but Jeff, I'm interested to hear what Jeff has to say here. Jeff, go ahead. How about the uh, 96 Bulls starting five? Oh, God bless, Jeff. Come on. I ain't, I ain't against that, Jeff. I mean, granted, granted, you're you're not wrong, but come on. Let's have a little more fun with it here. <laughs> you asked me. I did. I did. I, I walked into that one. I'm not going to lie. but uh, Like your favorite guys, I guess. What yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be the best of all time, but like your favorites. Just kind of well, line them up. Well, there's, there's three of them off that starting five well, that I that's really like played. Okay, there's nothing uh, wrong with that. Uh, Jordan, Rodman, and Pippen. I liked, I liked all of them. And, uh, yeah, they they did okay. Uh, point guard, probably Stockton. Okay, and, I can see Stockton. Yeah, yeah, Stockton. Center? Mm, Bill Winnington. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Luke Longley. I don't know. Big Come on, say it. Big country, say it. Big, Big country. country. <laughs> Favorite center. You know, I, I really liked the. Uh, oh, Outlaw. I liked the Elijah Wan's game. I really did. I like. I like Elijah Wan. Hakeem. I like the Dream. All right. Oh, that's not bad. So you had you had those. Not a bad list at all, uh, in my opinion. So sorry we're going. Sorry Very nice. Oh, well, that's okay. I mean, you like what you like. Again, that's what that's the whole thing is. You go with what you like. It's not about greatest of all time. Like if I pick greatest of all time, I'm probably not going to put Damian Lillard right. or Carl Anthony Towns on there. Ninety six Bulls. Then. <laughs> well, there you go, um, Tim. What what say you? Tim? Yeah, well, my my positions ain't going to work for you, but I don't care. All right, well, don't worry about it because my guys are all so great. They can, my guys are so great they can play anywhere. Okay, so LeBron. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Fuck you. Uh, anyway, uh, Jordan, Larry Bird, Dominique Wilkins. Here's where it gets a little crazy. Okay. Spud Webb, because I loved, I loved watching him play because it was crazy back then. And then uh, this will be might be a bit of a surprise. I really really like Robert Parrish. Nothing wrong with the. I like the Chief. I like the Chief. Yeah, because that's when that? that's that's when I really really watched basketball. 
Nothing wrong so with the Chiefs. The guys I like. Not I mean, a thing. I, I mean, I got Jordan and Bird. They can play anywhere. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah, and Spud Webb was kind of an interesting case because, you know, I think Spud Webb was kind of ahead of his time personally. Like, he could play now and really have been something special because uh, he played in a time when you had to be a lot bigger. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't be the size that he was and be well, what was considered the, great. But he was. But he was. That's the thing. Was he he the was smallest, who's the smallest guy to ever, like, play regularly? Muggsy Bugs. Muggsy Bugs is smaller than Spud Webb? Yes. Yes, he was. And now, did which one won the dunk contest? Spud Webb. Spud Webb, Spud Webb. okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Nate Robinson was kind of small, too. Yeah, I don't know if Nate Robinson was smaller than Spud or not. We'll do a little research here. Do a little research there, Tim, but I don't know. I think that's kind of a good little, you know, hey, who, you know, your best to ever give me a lineup. Uh, I had to give an honorable mention to Pete, Pete Maravich and to uh, Dirk Nowinski, too. A uh, couple players I really liked yeah, growing like up. Yeah, it's hard not to like Dirk. I mean, he's just loyal to a team. You can't find that these days. That's for damn sure. Um, and just a guy who who was different and had a different style of game, and it translated well, and people stole from him in terms of what he does. I mean, I watch people do that one-legged fadeaway all the time, and I'm just like, you, you know, you guys should sign your check over because you know who's doing that. That's Dirk's move, but... Again, that's what's what it's about, though. I mean, that's the whole kind of the whole deal. So okay, we we've got a um, couple of names in here. I didn't I uh, didn't suspect. Okay, Muggsy Bogues, five foot three. Yeah, he was the smallest. Played eight hundred and eighty nine games. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Hornets um, and uh, Raptors, if I'm not mistaken, was his two teams. Uh, oh, not even close. I know he played uh, for two. Those were two that he played for. Yeah, okay. Bo- bull- he played for the Bullets, 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 Bullets yeah. Hornets, Golden State, Toronto Raptors. Okay, so I missed two. Yeah, Forgot about but, the Bullets. Because uh, him, and, him and Manute Bowl were the shortest player and tallest player in NBA history, and they were on the same team. Uh, in at number two, Earl Boykins. Oh, yeah, Earl Boykins. At uh, five foot five, 652 uh-huh. games, but he, but he played for one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine. He played for ten teams. I forgot about Earl, man. He was he was a pretty good little player. Uh, yeah, he didn't do too bad for himself. Uh, in at number three, I don't know this guy because it's from back in the day, and he didn't play much. Mel Hirsch was five foot six, played for Boston Celtics. That one but doesn't only, ring a. That one's not ringing a bell yeah. for me, Jeff. You Nine, know that one. Nineteen forty six and nineteen uh, only played thirteen games, so he don't really count. As far as that goes, uh, Spud Webb, five foot seven. Of course, we know a lot about him. Charlie Chris. I don't know that one either. Uh, that's mostly seventies and eighties. What about Greg Grant? Uh, that one don't ring a bell for me either, Jeff. Yeah. Played for the Knicks in nineteen ninety. That was the year I was born. So cool. Five foot seven. Keith Jennings played for Golden State for a couple of years. He Keith was five Jennings. Foot seven. That sounds like a, it sounds like a guy hosting a game show. And now to your host, Keith Jennings. Now this guy sounds like a wrestler, Red Klotz. <laughs> Red Klotz, either that or he was just a bad Red Fox impersonator. Yeah, he only played eleven games back in the forties. Uh, most of the, most of the ones after that, you know, they played a few games. Nobody with. Oh, okay, Calvin Murphy. Five foot nine, not not ringing a bell. Played played a thousand games in the league. 
That doesn't mean it rings a bell. <laughs> yeah, between, seven, between 1970 and 1983, uh, Nate Robinson, five foot nine. Yeah, I do know Nate Robinson now. That one. Uh, he, he played 574 games. Nothing too shabby there. Nate Robinson was a, a decent player, I thought. Now, we've missed, I never would have considered this, but we've missed one of the biggest ones. Okay. Isaiah Thomas. That's true. Never thought Sony, about that. Sony is only five foot nine. Hmm. I thought he was a little taller than that. I really did. You don't think of him as only being five foot nine. No, no, you don't. You, sure you really didn't, don't. didn't play like he was five foot nine. No, no, he didn't. He general managed like he was five foot nine. He general managed like he was about <laughs> three three foot nothing. <laughs> Anyway, there we go. All right, well, there you go. There's that. So, yeah, it's a fun little exercise to try out. Hey, send us uh, on Twitter your lineups. We our, like crack, uh, our crack uh, research squad here at Wild Moon Can Jump. Yes, yes, indeed. And by crack, what it means is they, uh, you know, they have lunch crack. We shoot but, it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's dive into the playoffs here. Let's talk a little bit here. Uh, Joel Embiid is out with a meniscus tear in game five. It didn't matter. The uh 76ers end up defeating the Washington Wizards four games to one. Now, I'm not sure how how bad this meniscus tear is or isn't, and I'm not sure if there will be more significant time missed because I heard two things. I heard meniscus tear, but I heard minor, and they're saying day-to-day. When I hear well, tear of a knee, I don't think day-to-day and minor. No, but I agree, and that's what I read too. That he was day to day. It's like, okay, well, what's that tear? Like, uh, are we talking like microscopic tear then? Like, uh, That—that's what I'm wondering because I'm because, not sure. Yeah, it didn't. That didn't really make sense to me. Or perhaps because it's the playoffs, they're they, not, and they think they got a chance. I guess. Yeah, they're not saying anything because they don't want to give anything away one way or the other. Well, one thing that I haven't talked about this playoff series, and shame on me for it, uh, Tobias Harris has been unreal for the 76ers. He has just been killing it this playoff series against the Wizards. And again, you know, the Wizards were kind of undermanned in this series. They fought their way in in the play-in tournament. Um, you know, nobody. honestly, I didn't expect the Wizards to, to be there um, at about the midway point. So the fact they got there and they did get a win, so that's got to mean something to them. But um, Tobias Harris, though, I think he deserves a lot of praise. Average twenty five points per game with ten rebounds in that series. Um, that's that's he he did more than Joel Embiid. Embiid only averaged twenty four and six. So that that's got to tell you something there for Tobias Harris. I mean, playing great. Uh, ben Simmons averaged fourteen point eight with ten rebounds. And nine assists. Seth Curry at 15 they, points. Go ahead. Sorry, I noticed they did the uh, hack-a-shack on uh, Ben Simmons. He can't shoot. <laughs> I mean, listen, I hate to be that guy, but uh, he can't shoot. <laughs> he never could. And, and, again, I think Ben Simmons, again, a, a decent player, a good, very good defender. His defensive ability should not be understated. But he's not the number two player on this team. Tobias Harris is the number two player on this team when it comes to offensive output. He just is. And if you notice, I'm looking at the, you know, the minutes per game here. 
I don't know if this is per game. This just says minutes. Um, I don't know if this is again, guys. I don't know if this is minutes per game or just minutes played in the series or or what have you here. I, I was looking to see here. Oh yeah, yes, this is minutes per game. Uh, Joel Embiid's only averaging about twenty three minutes a game. Tobias Harris has had to play thirty three minutes per game. If Joel Embiid doesn't step up and play more minutes, and he's not healthy, it's going to get very interesting yeah, yeah. very, very quick in this second round. See, this tells me something. This story I'm just reading off ESPN says they're saying now that he has a small tear of his lateral meniscus, and they're attempting attempting to treat the injury with rest and rehab as opposed to surgery. Uh, as opposed to surgery. So that tells me one of two things. It probably sounds like that is kind of one of those middle-of-the-road injuries where this could be horrific if we let him play, or it might fix itself, as they sometimes do, if we just give him a break. Uh, I mean, without him, though, do they have a hope in hell of winning anything without him? No, no. They don't, in my opinion. So what do you so what do you do then? Okay, if you're the seventy sixers, what do you do? Okay, you he's gotta, gotta you gotta try and get him to play and you gotta try and get him to, to power through. I mean Now okay, now what if what if you put him out there and he and he tears it right to rats? Then I mean that's I, I are you willing to take that chance? That's the question. I think they are because I think they feel like they can get through this and get to the finals. Well, and how how big is their how big is their window? Like, are, mean, they run, are they running out of time to try to get it done with what they got now? Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, Tobias yeah. Harris is getting old. I mean, obviously Simmons. We we've talked about it. We don't think he's a number two option. MB just seems like every time you think he's healthy, he gets hurt again. I don't know. I mean, how long does that knee have left? That's I guess it depends on, A, whether you really think they can win or not. Like, I don't think they can win the whole thing. I don't think I don't think they can win the whole thing. I think they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't think they can win the whole thing. So, I mean... I don't, think, mu- they get, I don't think they can make it to the Finals. I mean, how much money and term have they got invested in Joel Embiid at this point? A lot, from, a lot from what I remember, because his contract's me, uh, not that old. Find the contracts here, and I'll, I'll let you know. But I know Embiid's got a big one. Simmons has got a big contract. I mean, sure, if it's Jeff, you just get him to power through. But well, not Jeff, every, not everyone is the Superman. Well, Jeff, so. Jeff Jeff wouldn't go down like a bitch. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> I could say something there, but I'm not gonna. Please don't. No. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that for off the air. Embiid is. I don't follow. Two years after this. <laughs> Two years after this year. Tobias Harris has three years after this year. Ben Simmons has one, two, three, four years after this year. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. you got to ask Embiid. Do you think you can play? Clearly he's going to say yeah. Um, I don't think you want to set him out because, you know, he's really your best option. I don't know how long Tobias Harris can keep this up, what he's doing. But it's clear to me that if Tobias Harris doesn't have the series he had, that series goes at least six with uh, with Washington, and I don't think that would have been good for, for Philly. 
So I don't know. Like right now they're getting a little rest because they got a few days before their first game with Atlanta. I don't know how that injury compares to Achilles or ACLs and all that kind of stuff. I don't Embiid's know. Had, we've been talking about Embiid for a while with his knees. He's had knees while. What I'm getting at is, is there is probably a range. Like when they look at that tear, okay? They, they. I mean, I assume they know. Okay, this tear is, I don't know, you know, three millimeters or twelve or whatever it is. Yeah. It, it must be inside the range that they consider. Okay, that we have no other option. He's either going to tear it right in half, and we're going to have to give him surgery anyway. It must be inside that zone that they think he could rehab it possibly. Yeah. I don't so, think they would take I don't think they would force him to play and take the risk of him you know, if it was bad enough, they wouldn't have him playing. I mean so maybe, obviously yeah, they maybe think you can, he can go. Uh, maybe you can manage his minutes enough that you can get him out there when you absolutely need to and yank him if he or if the game gets ugly or you get ahead or whatever, yeah. maybe you can pull him out. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean it's like I said, they ain't winning they without him. They probably. have Dwight Howard. That's a that's a more serviceable backup than they've had in years past. I don't know. Okay. It's just Jeff. What do you think? What, what's your two cents on this? Uh, I mean, would you take the chance to play him if this were a regular season game? No, but this is the playoffs, and I would consult with doctors first. Before I put him out there, and again, I don't know the full extent like they do. They feel as though he's going to be okay to go. So, if this was just the regular season, I'd say no. But this is the playoffs. I think if you got if you feel like you've got a chance, you might as well. Yeah, I mean that's just. I mean, really, I mean, he's really the only one that can say how much. I mean, he's how much pain. How big of a problem is this? You know. Yeah. Uh, what what is the gauge to determine? Hey, I can't can or can't do this, and how much pain will I tolerate to try to win this? I mean, it is the second round. There's a long way to go still yet. There is. There is. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough decision, and when you know if he doesn't play, like you said. Your prediction is probably a good chance it's going to come right because uh, uh, the Hawks are playing with a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, they are. And uh, speaking of the Hawks, let's go ahead and jump to that series. Uh, Atlanta, the gentleman's sweep, four games to one over the Knicks. Uh, crazy to think that not one of the series in the Eastern Conference went more than five games. Kind of surprising, but... Atlanta beats the Knicks four games to one, and uh, Trey Young gets the bow at the Garden. Jeff, you're the Knicks fan. Um, obviously, they were kind of a Cinderella story coming into this season, but uh, clock struck midnight on yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, try to look at the positives, and I know New York fans don't like to do that because it's either they're fickle fans or it's either win or you don't. Win, but uh, yeah, I thought they had a lot to be proud of this year, mate. I mean, I agree. Had, had a home uh, playoff series. Uh, you know, they although they lost the first game, well, they lost two games at the Garden. But uh, like I said the Hawks play with a lot of confidence. Trey Young played with a lot of confidence. So uh, they came. I kind 
I kind of believe they did come back to life though a little bit. They're still player two away, but you know they had a great year, man. I mean, hadn't been a, uh, a hunt for the playoffs. We everybody thought they was laughing stock, and you didn't know. You didn't, I don't. I didn't predict that they would make it this year. I don't know about anybody. Uh, else. I don't believe anybody did, truthfully. So um, the East is kind of. You know, they're kind of down, and it was a good chance that if they did have a decent year that they could make it. But the four seed, no, I didn't see that. No, there's no way. I would have laughed uh, my ass off at you if you would have said, oh, you're in the Knicks. If you told me in October the Knicks were going to be a four seed, I mean, come on. Yeah, I would have I would have probably uh, joined you in, in the belly-shaking laugh that I would have shared. Um, but, hey, they did it. And, and here was the crazy part. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They're going to have a lot of room in the offseason to make some moves. They're going to have a lot of space, a lot of cap space. Obviously, Julius Randle's going to get paid soon. And good for him. Good for that guy, man, uh, for doing what he did this year. I mean, the playoffs, you got to have stars, okay? To move on, you, you got to have you stars. Do. And uh, they don't. Uh, and they need one. And yeah, and I think now they're actually, they're actually poised now to possibly get one. Um, I'm calling it now. Don't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, Jimmy Butler doesn't somehow end up in New York. I'm telling you, he will he will pull a Jimmy Butler on you faster than you could have ever wanted, and go to New York with his boy Tom Thibodeau, and he and he would get there now. Let me let me see what his contract status is. Okay, so he's got this year, and then he's got a player option. He's got this year coming up and then the player option the next year. Would it be surprising to see Jimmy Butler try and force his way to New York? I say it could happen. Uh, I mean, You're such a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm a realist. You're a hater. You hate If Jimmy you don't Butler. think that motherfucker wouldn't try to pull some shit like that, <laughs> you I'm not, a, I'm not a hater. I'm a realist. Motherfucker. <laughs> he is. <laughs> that doesn't sound like realism to me. It sounds like hate. No, it's not hate. It's it's realism. It's hate from the standpoint of realism. Because I've been there. I know this guy. I know what he does. Can I get a kumbaya, Brother Jeff? Kumbaya, kumbaya. Brother Jeff. There, you got one. Uh, brother Jeff? I'm not Brother Jeff, but I, I control Brother Jeff. Your father, Nate. Uh, father, Nate. <laughs> Geez, that's scary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll ask Kate about it later. Oh, he loves his daddy. Uh, loves his swing set, too. But, um, Tim, what do you think with the Knicks? I mean, you and I both kind of point and laugh at the Knicks there for a long time, but they really kind of stepped it up. They did. They had a good regular season. You can't argue they that. Absolutely did. They, they absolutely did. they did. They deserved to get into the playoffs, and then I guess we kind of saw that roster was a bit exposed. I suppose you could say it would be a polite way of putting it. Um, Jeff, Jeff already mentioned they don't really have any stars. Uh, unless you want to count Randall, who's kind of on the cusp, I guess, of being a star. Yeah, maybe absolutely. Um, but, I mean, at the very least, at least the next season has made New York a much more attractive place to go, which it wasn't there for the last while. No, it nobody, wasn't. Nobody really wanted to go there. I don't think they should have too much trouble. I don't know what the free agent market looks like this year, who's available, who's not, but they should be able to attract some people. 
and they got the money. So I would say the future looks pretty looks bright for the Knicks. I have to agree with you. I thought the Knicks handled themselves well in the first round. But on the other side, Atlanta Hawks, man, I, I tried to tell people this team would be legit this year, and they've proved me right. They're entering this series with um, with Philadelphia, and I think they've got a chance to push Philly. I'm going to call it right now. The Atlanta Hawks will win this series and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's what I think happens. Trey Young is an emerging superstar. I'm seeing great play from, from guys like Kevin Huter, John Collins, Clint Capella. I'm, I'm seeing Lou Williams step in and do the right thing for his team when he gets away from Magic City. And, and I'm seeing a lot from this Hawks team that I think they're a force. And nobody wants to shop more than Trey Young. And I know they're going to put Simmons on him, but if they're able to battle and get switches on Simmons and get him off of Trey Young, I think Trey Young's going to have a good series. And I think that the Atlanta Hawks are just a deeper team. And I look for Atlanta to win this series. I'm going in this series. I'm taking Atlanta in six. Say, what say you, Jeff? Uh, I really would like to know if Embiid's playing. <laughs> Make the prediction. Uh, I'm making that prediction right now before I even know. You, you don't think he's... Do, I think do, he's I, do I think he... I think he's playing, but I don't think he's going to be 100%. And I think that Embiid, not at 100%, Clint Capella and John Collins will be able to handle themselves against him. That's me personal. That's what I think. I think if he plays somewhat, that they'll, uh, they'll win in seven. That'd be a really good series. Um, but I'll agree with you if he doesn't. I think they'll win the six also. Okay. Will. Tim, what do you think? The real question is, is does Trey Young have enough balls to bow to a crowd in Philadelphia? Yes, I think he does. Well, I, I hope he has his shields with him when he does. Hey, hey, New York's as bad. New York is as bad. They spit on him in New York, and he didn't seem yeah, to didn't give a damn. No, but the people in Philadelphia will throw rocks at him, probably. That's true. That's a that's a tough that's a tough joint there, Philly. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. Lo- I suspect if Embiid does come back, I'm like you. I don't think I don't know how effective he's going to be. And whether they'll be able to, how much they're going to be able to play him, he yeah. might be able to play, but what kind of minutes is he going to get? And that's going to cause an issue. I really believe that. Uh, I'll take, I'll take the Hawks. I'll take them in seven though, just to be safe. Okay. Wow. The Hawks getting favored right now. That's kind uh, of crazy to think, isn't it? I mean, Jeff took this, took seventy six or something. That's I, true. I, I couldn't after that because you know. That's true. All right, let's look at uh, let's take a live look in right now. Uh, we're actually uh, doing this while there are games going on. Uh, right now, the game is tied between Denver and Portland. In Portland, one hundred eight, one hundred eight, five fifty nine to go. Man, what a good series! Game. This good series, yeah. What a good series! And this, I, I saw this being the best series that I I thought it would be. I think this one will go seven. Uh, you know. Dame Dalla, never bet against him. Um, but who knows at this point? So close game, should be a fun finish. And then, of course, tonight, Suns-Lakers. We're going to talk about that in a second. Let's look at the other side of the Eastern Conference. Uh, 
Um, no surprise, Brooklyn gets by. Um, Brooklyn gets by um, Boston four games to one. We kind of touched on that earlier. Any big surprise there for you guys? I think we all kind of saw that coming. Maybe that it wasn't a sweep. Yeah, a lot of people were surprised by that. I, I was not. I thought Boston would get one, and they did. Their, um, own, their own fans were talking about how they weren't going to win a game. Well, again, that's it's one of those. I don't know. It's one of those you kind of you got to be a realist. And I suppose I mean, so. So again, no Jalen Brown, and then we talked about Boston a lot earlier. So I don't want to dwell on it. Um, big three for the Nets. I uh, looked this up. Big three for the Nets were averaging all over 24 points per game in this series. So, yeah, they had a field day in, with Boston. Uh, Milwaukee gets the sweep, though, the only sweep of the first round. They sweep the Heat. The first game was close. It went to overtime. And then after that, Milwaukee never looked back. And they beat the Heat four games done. You hate to see it, Jimmy Butler. You hate to see it. Um, but, yeah, so what do you guys think this series coming up? This is going to be a big one, I think. Maybe a, a very tough competitive series between the Bucks and the Nets. I could see this going the distance. This is going to be a knockdown drag out, I think. Yeah, I mean, even though you got the – I mean, you want to say the Nets, I mean, but uh, the Bucks are – I think they still feel like they got a lot of unfinished business there from a couple of years ago. When you know, well, last know. year they lose to Bro- they lose to Miami last year. They come back this year and sweep them, and they looked very convincing doing it. Yeah, they they were out for blood, needless to say. So uh, they would definitely want to pay back, and they got it. I I think you're right there. Uh, what do you think, Tim? Tim. Sorry, I got sidetracked by hockey. Sorry. It's okay. I was thinking, what do you think of the no Milwaukee-Brooklyn series? What, what, what do you uh, think? Okay. Uh, well, if the big three all play good, they probably should win. Probably take them. Yeah, probably take them all seven probably to do it, though. Uh, yeah, that would be my – I'll take the Nets in seven. I'm going to agree with you. I take the Nets in seven as well. Uh, Milwaukee will play good, but I don't think Milwaukee has the defensive power to stop Brooklyn. I think there's too much, too much playoff experience on the Nets. Now, granted, they got a young coach, but Kevin Durant's been there, Kyrie's been there, James Harden's been close. It's hard for me to pick Milwaukee, and I think home court's going to play a lot into this too. I think this is uh, a time when home court's going to be a big deal. Winning in Brooklyn is hard. The Nets actually own the regular season series, but they only won one game by six. They won the second game by three, and then the Nets won the other game by th- by two. So these games are going to be tough. They're going to be competitive. And I've seen the Nets um, coming together more and more during the series with Boston, where Milwaukee with the sweep, they've got confidence, but... Sometimes you can see, if you can lock down Giannis, there's times where Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday cannot make you pay. And I also don't think Brooke Lopez is going to have the series that he had against the Heat in this series, and they needed him big time in that series. So I'm going to take Brooklyn in seven as well. See, I trash talk Brooklyn. 
I don't like that they're the big three, and I don't like the players on their team, but I got to give it to them. Oh yeah, no, but I mean, like if I if I play for Milwaukee, I go out there in warmups with a globe for starters. Then I tell James Harden the only reason he plays for the Nets is because he likes to flop so much and. Flat Earth is easier to flop on than a globe, <laughs> and, I, and I say that loud enough that Kyrie can hear it. I don't know about the the other one. Can you get under the other guy's skin? Probably Dude, not. Durant. He's he's the less least volatile of the three of them, isn't he? You tell him somebody doesn't like him. He likes being liked way too much. <laughs> but, I mean that that might be a game too. That uh, depending, I haven't really seen much about the refereeing in the playoffs so far. I think the refs have been doing a good job kind of letting them play. So that okay, that's good, but if that's the case, that, that might that might be a minus to uh the Nets, eh, if there's not a whole bunch of chintzy cheesy fouls and guys like Harden aren't getting fouled by air that moves their hair and that sort of stuff <laughs> that you Well, I mean there there is times when he goes looking for him. I mean, it's, it's part of his game. You know, I'll shoot this three, and if I don't think I can, I'll probably lean in a tiny bit, and or I'll fall down and all that stuff that they, he does. I mean, we don't call him the flopper for nothing. I mean, that might make a difference if they go to the line a lot and get easy points. I mean, you may be right there. All right. Well, uh, let's move on here. Let's go out west, shall we? I want uh, the Wizards. Yes. Uh, were you all surprised they won a game? No. No. No, I was not. I thought they'd get one. Russell Westbrook will get you one. Yeah. Wait, and I believe they're uh, going to take a look at the coaches if they're going to bring him back or not. Uh, Brooks, I believe, is his name. Uh, Scott Brooks. Yeah, they're going to look. I mean, they're supposed to. Take time to evaluate what all they did, I guess, but uh, from what I get to gather today. But I don't know if he'll be back or not. He's been there five years and they've been in the playoff three times. But I don't well, his know. Um, his I don't contract is up too, so he's he's really like if they're going to get rid of him, now's the time, right? Right. Hmm. All right. I mean, I mean do, do you think he's? I mean, well, did they? I mean, do we do we think they over? I mean, they didn't do any. I don't think they did worse than expectations. So they were down there for a while, then they kind of rallied there and got, you know, won their play-in series and all that. Uh, Westbrook, uh, he came on at the end, but should he have another year with Westbrook? Or I don't know. I guess he would have. Well, he'd want to. He would want a long contract. I think they need a new coach there. Perfect. It's hard for me to want to fire a coach that gets into the playoffs, though. That's just tough. That's true too. But I mean, I mean, Toronto Raptors fired Dwayne Casey, and he was coach of the year. So again, so, and then they won the championship the next year. So yeah, and then they then they got a little bit worse, and then they got a little more worse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's very true as well. Very, very true. All right, um, let's head out west now. We got a couple series to talk about here. Jazz. Uh, get by Memphis. They win four straight after Donovan Mitchell oh. comes back. Uh, Jazz move on. 
quick update. Uh, Denver is pushing Portland to the brink of extinction here. Yes, they are. I see that now. Denver has went on a 9-0 run. They're up by nine with, what, three, 341 left, according to my clock. So we'll yeah. see. So, and they were down quite a bit early. I think they were down. Yeah, they were down. They were they were down. Um, makes you makes you wonder there. But what, what do you guys think in terms of Utah? Do you think they're built to maybe get to the NBA Finals? Do you think that they've got what it takes to get there? I think it's up for grabs. Uh, they got as good a chance as anybody else. I mean, uh, Lakers could be put out tonight. Uh, the Clippers could be put out tomorrow. So your teams that they were favored to be in the finals are going to be out. So you're going to have uh, Portland can't come back. So you're going to have what? Denver? Uh, Utah? No, it's going to be either D- Dallas or the Clippers against Utah. I mean, like all together. I'm talking about the teams left in the West. Uh, oh, Denver. Phoenix. If Phoenix yeah, wins tonight, it could. If Phoenix wins and Denver wins tonight, it'll be Denver and Phoenix in the second round. Utah, and they'll be waiting on either Dallas or the Clippers. So yeah, they got as good a chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, if the Lakers and the Clippers are both gone, some somebody's got to reach out and grab the the brass ring, as they say, because it's kind of it is sort of wide open. Then I don't know if they're the front runner, but. If they're not the front runner, they got to be second, don't they? You would assume. I mean, they've had the best season. They they had the best off season or the best regular season. Winning in Utah is very hard, even though Memphis was able to do it once, but they didn't have Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Utah's a tough matchup. I mean, they they play well. They're good shooters. They play good defense. Rudy Gobert is a great rim protector. Um, they've had some great plays for some. From a lot of guys. I mean, Mike Conley can make a play. Donovan Mitchell can score when he needs to. Bogdanovich is still there. Joe Ingles can score when, when called upon. They've got players. The only way to really get them into trouble is to get, uh, Rudy Gobert in foul trouble and hope that somebody can get in there and score. Because that was real, or you got to shoot them out of it. That's really the only way. Otherwise, you're not going to get there and you're not going to beat them. That's just how I look at it. Are you writing um, an article right now? No, I'm, I'm just, that's just, I'm stating what I think. Uh, and I'm saying you should probably be writing an article right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing was, it out there. I was, I was yeah. not assigned that one. Oh, well, too bad. Uh, well, maybe you should submit one anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that sounded pretty convincing to me. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I like that. I like that whole argument. Well, when you, when you know a thing or two about a thing or two. Um, all right, so tell me now, does Denver win this game tonight against Portland? Portland's battling back, but is it too little too late? No, it's definitely. I mean, there's a little over two minutes left, and they got the ball, and they're just down she's, six. So she's, okay. uh, Yeah, she's anybody's game still at this point. All right, does Dallas beat the Clippers? Next game's in Dallas. Does the five seed upset the Clippers? Well, the road team has won every game so far. That's been crazy. That that's been the craziest part about this is the road team has won every single game. So you would, you know, this is Dallas's best chance they've had in a while to get move on to the 
next round, mm-hmm. and they got it set up for them at home. So, I mean, they got everything they asked for. But, uh, my my faith in the Clippers is very very minimal. They <laughs> they really I don't know what they are the most bipolar team I've ever seen. Uh, I picked them to make it to the finals when this started, but man, I'm doubting that very much. So right now they I'm, are just I'm, you just don't know to, them. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if there isn't something going on on that team somewhere that it, they it seem to that way. That they seem to like some nights they just bring the heat. And then the next night, it's like, who are these clowns? And, and there's times they look like they don't care. Yeah, at like, all. Like that, they're total indifference, and almost like they somebody has to come up with a reason for why they should play that night. And if he does that, or they or they get one, they they show up. And if they don't get one, it's like, well, we don't really care. We're just going through the motions and. I'm not sure. Like, I got to wonder if there's something something wrong in that dressing room somewhere. I I couldn't tell you. It's it's been a a wild wild uh it's been a wild wild time, I'll tell you that. Uh for them. So, I don't know. And the big one. Does the Lakers make a comeback against the Suns? Can they pull it off? I definitely think they can push it to a seventh game. Um Ron's proven that uh they can win. He can win seven games like that on the road. I believe when he was with Cleveland, didn't they beat the Celtics there in 16 or 17 maybe? Yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, but uh, but is AD going to play? Yeah, if he doesn't, play. I think it's over. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's over. Uh, you know, how healthy is he? So kind of like Embiid, if you, know, you take him away, what, what do you have? Well, and his, yeah, and his, they've said, was um, he doesn't, he's not the one who gets to decide. The doctors are the ones who get to decide. So his, I have to assume his injury must be a little bit worse, that they're not just going to let him go gut check it out if he thinks he can. It's, it's apparently he's not got a say in any of it. Which, yeah. Well, we can't really do any predictions on what's going on in the West. Here's what I say will happen. Personally, I think the Jazz will be playing the Mavericks in the second round. I think the Jazz will beat the Mavericks. I think Denver will meet Phoenix in the second round, and I'm going to take Phoenix to beat Denver because right now it's an eight-point game with 90 seconds to go in Portland. I just don't think it's going to have it. Yeah, Denver just hit a three with 52 seconds left, so they're up nine now. Yeah, that that should wrap it up. Yeah. So another great effort from Portland. I thought they'd actually have a better shot this year. Uh, And and you know what? That just proves to me that if Nikola Jokic wins MVP, my God, he deserves it. Uh, Because they're doing all this without Jamal Murray. And that's just amazing to me. So that's my two cents. I think if I had to sit here right now and pick it, it's going to be a boring pick. I think you're going to see Phoenix, and I think you're going to see – Utah in the Western Conference Finals. In the East, I'm taking Atlanta, and I'm taking uh, Brooklyn. And I think we're going to see a Brooklyn-Utah Finals. Whoo, boy, ratings. I mean, well, I, you know what? I take that back. I think we'll see Brooklyn and uh, I think we'll see Brooklyn and Phoenix. I really do. You don't think Denver can put a 
No, I don't think Denver can stop Phoenix. I think Phoenix will get through, and I think Phoenix will get to the finals. Utah's good, but I don't know. It's just if they're able to slay the, the Lakers, I think that's going to be a momentum burst for them that uh, we didn't see coming. Personally, so that's my. Uh, you know, I got to figure too. If 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 that's let's say that matchup is what happens, and I don't disagree, can see that happening. Then it's incumbent upon the NBA to give me a reason to want to watch that final. Besides the fact that it's if you're a real basketball fan, you probably that final's probably not a bad one at all. No, but it's going to be a, if that happens. That is a, a ratings faux pas for yeah, but, you, right? But they've got to they've got to figure out a way to market that stuff. Like they're going to get lots of time if LeBron is gone in the first round. Like if they lose. They've got they got lots of time to give me a reason why I might want to watch now that he isn't there. True. Very true. Now, for me, I'm actually probably going to watch it because he isn't there. <laughs> to me, I'll enjoy it. They'll still yeah. talk about him endlessly. Uh, oh, yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll find a way to make it about him somehow. Yeah, he'll be the guest sideline reporter or some stupid crap. Let's hope not. They'll find a way to get him there. I mean, they've made... Well, let's talk about his faux pas now that we got to that point. Yeah, let's let's do that, shall we? So now, what he played? What limited minutes in the fourth quarter of the last game? Well, yeah, they were getting their ass handed to him. So he was, and he was sitting at the end of the bench all alone, moping, m- moping, and then decides what with five minutes left, he's leaving, and he walks. He just leaves his team out there. What a leader. Yep. At least Isaiah Thomas. At least when he did it, he took he took his team with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was actually ten seconds left. Okay, you know? yeah, well, you know, in all seriousness, though, no, okay, if you play for the Lakers and you're not Anthony Davis, that's a, he's on a different level. If you're one of the other guys, you really going to let him yell at you tonight? You know, I, you know, I would dare him to yell at me. <laughs> You know, you you're not you guys aren't trying hard enough. You got you got to put more effort into this care. Damn it! It'd be yeah, like no. So you know what? Screw you, buddy. You got hundreds of millions of dollars. You're gonna come out of this smelling like a rose, no matter what happens. I might be one of the guys who doesn't have a job come next year if we lose. Yeah, yeah very true. So yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm surprised that some there. I don't know who would do it on that team. But that there isn't somebody somewhere that would just sit him down and go, you know, that move you pulled last night was ridiculous. And seeing as you love to tweet so much, maybe you should go tweet that you made a mistake there and you apologize to your teammates. Because I can't see how that goes over very well in a dressing room. Oh, trust me, it wouldn't. It would not go over well. So uh, what do you think, Jeff? Oh, no, I, I thought it was terrible. I mean... And I, I don't expect anything less from him. I just, like I said earlier, he's a front runner. He is. He and, is. And uh, if things are going well, uh, you know everything's great. But if things are going bad. He, you know, he's pout, pout, and he's, he's a little baby. That's what all that was. He took his ball and went home. Yeah, I mean LeBron is a hell of a basketball player. Can't deny him that. He is. He is. But well, I'm. Re- yeah, but I'm really starting to wonder if LeBron, the person, is a great big immature, like that he's still like you know 20 years old. 
Got to remember, that's how, guys, that's how he acts. Right out of high school and was anointed God. He's never, you know, since he's been 18 years old, and even probably even before that, he's been told how wonderful and great he is. Think okay, about so, that. Yeah, but that's my really point. Struggled. Is he spoiled rotten, or is he a dickhead? Yes. Okay, but or is he a dickhead too, or is it just because he's spoiled? I think he's spoiled in a way. I think I think he's I think he does a lot of good for a lot of people too, and of course, you know, I think you know there there are some things he could be a role model for, but sportsmanship is not one of them. Uh, major sense of entitlement and you know if i don't like when people compare him and jordan but i don't either uh, jordan would i mean let's be honest he would never do it he's after they got beat by the pistons for the third straight time he stayed out and did an interview and just took it like a man and you know that's that's a big difference in eyes between the two yeah I mean, Le- LeBron has done so many things, I mean, good and bad. But, like, he doesn't need to be giving me reasons not to like him. And he seems to be, he seems to go and find more ways to make me not like him when he does stuff like that. Because it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look if anybody does it, let alone right, suppo- right. Supposedly, oh, yeah. supposedly the face of the, of the league, supposedly. Yeah. Randy Moss left with, what, uh, you know, seconds remaining, and they... Uh, yeah. Press, so, you know, it's, I mean, uh, he's the press's. He's the league's golden boy, though. He didn't even take any heat for it, really. Yeah, the only people that gave him any heat this morning, uh, of course, was Fox News. Well, I th- I don't know if it was must have been ESPN, but I'm not sure who. And they said, well, you can't really blame him. His team was playing so bad. Yeah. And it's and it's like, okay, no, are you part of the team or not? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. But I don't know. They've 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 been all LeBron since the get go, and they haven't let up any. I I will not be in the least bit disappointed if the Lakers get knocked out. What I will about? say this: if LeBron and Tim Tebow both do something on the same day, I will not watch ESPN ever. Ever, 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 <laughs> because because there will be nothing else going on. <laughs> oh, you, I can't even imagine if. Uh, and I'm not against Tim Tebow. Don't get me wrong either. I'm but, not against him either, but I just know how the media is. If, if he goes out there and catches a touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence in the first game of the season, oh, oh good lord, it's going to be a media frenzy. That yeah, you'll just be sick of it in half a day. Oh yeah. Not that I'm against the man, of course. Not. Not against him. No, even LeBron. I will not, I will never say that what LeBron does on the court's not wonderful. He's he's probably, what, at very worst, the second best basketball player (laughs) in modern times. Sorry, forgot to hit the mute button there. I apologize. That's that's all right. Um, But there's a different, yeah, this is a different thing entirely. It's just something different. And he's he's supposed to be a role model and all that stuff, and that that is not getting it done. (laughs) No, no, it's not. No, it's not. All right, well, guys, we've come to the end of the show, and I think you know we had a lot to talk about today, a lot to get into, and and we had a we had a great conversation, in my opinion. You just hold on a minute. You don't decide when this show ends. Oh, okay. There's three people here. Jeff. By the way, Denver has uh, clinched 
The yeah, series, they win 126-115. I mean, I think Jeff needs to end us on a high Jeopardy point. I don't know what I don't know what that will be. But. Well, I had a couple things, actually. I, I know. Well, go I, ahead. Go I ahead. I not like uh, baseball, but I wanted to throw something. Go ahead. You throw there. your baseball in there all you want. I'll just be over here. Well, the baseball has, uh, MLB has decided to crack down on players doctoring the baseball. So they're going to give uh, umpires more leverage here to be able to check more. And uh, the other day, uh, St. Louis's coach got thrown out, and he came out and said, well, uh, the game caused one of their players, the, the umpire thought he was doctoring the baseball, and he's like, well, there's all kinds of guys. You all, why is it up just the pitchers? The guys put stuff in their gloves and, and on every just about every fielder. So. Uh, they're going to start crack. They say they're going to start cracking down on that. Uh, I don't know if you guys well, care, but <laughs> that's a that's a tough one though because, like, okay, if it's illegal, then all right, fine. But boy, one, that's kind of a Pandora's box, like you said. If they if you start opening that door all the way, are you, I mean, are you going to throw out every guy who does that? Because that's going to be a real long list. Yeah, that could get slippery real quick. Um, something else for the old guys. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we seen Phil Mickelson at 50 win a yeah. major championship. But, yeah, uh, stupid Nate didn't put no flipping money on it. Then uh, Sunday, uh, one of the more exciting uh, Indy 500s, uh, Elio Castro-Nevis tied uh, A.J. Foyt, Rick Mears, and Al Unzer with four wins at, in the Indy 500, and he did it. Was not with the Penske car either. He did it with a one-off, as a one-off. But at 46 years old, uh, he even mentioned it in Victory Lane that Tom Brady won at 43 and Mickelson won at 50, and he won at 46. So he was still laying it to the young guys out there. So good for the old guys. Sweet. One more for the old guy. Sorry, I had to. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, you should, you should talk about that briefly, too. What? Wrestling? Well, is... Uh, what's what's the over-under on WWE being sold? I'm taking whatever it is. I think it's happening. Uh, personally, I think uh, with all the releases that are going through, with the bottom line being what they're more interested in... Um, it seems to me that WWE might be for sale. Well, the room, I mean, Steve had on his House of Kayfabe thing there. Oh, yeah? That, that the rumor is that NBC is the buyer. It, it, it would make sense. Well, I'll tell you what, if that's the case, I'm shitting my pants if I'm AEW. NBC, NBC is nobody to mess with. That's a pretty, like, as far as TV wrestling goes anyway, that that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be a tough road to hoe if you try to, to go up against that conglomerate. Uh, again, this is, uh, what I think will happen is the only thing that will really be the problem will be WWE, if they do sell, it will no longer be a company ran by a family. More so, it will become the family running the company is, that is being run by NBC because I don't think anybody's going to step down or be away. They're just no longer going to own it. They're going to stay there because it's like, hey, we already know how to run this, and we know what we're doing. Yeah, the problem You're just is going to own it. Yeah, the problem yeah. is going to be like, you know, how many people bitched when Peacock bought the 
you know, when they went when the network went to Peacock and oh they're cutting things out of matches and all this kind of yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay, but you're but you're going to see more of that if if NBC buys Probably. it. Probably. Because they well they have to that's kind of their brand right. I mean there yeah. was there was rumblings that uh, Disney might buy it and I thought oh God no that I don't want to see. I could see that too. NBC makes more sense. Um. Especially if Disney buys it, we'll be seeing WrestleMania with the, uh, you know, Roman Reigns versus Iron Man. I don't know. I'd kind of be interested. <laughs> okay, the show's over. All right, that's gonna do it for us this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk more basketball, more sports in general. Next and, week, uh, Jeff. Next week, Jeff breaks his own record for appearances. Yeah, and stick around after the uh, the the exit music here. There may be an Easter egg at the end of this one. You never know. So, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Tim, you want to send us out of here? You're not playing that on the air, are you? Oh, you didn't want me to? Well, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, I haven't made it yet. That's why. Oh. I <laughs> well, that's a double Easter egg. Then. No, no, exactly. leave that in, man. All right, fine. All right, so here we go. Stick around afterward, especially if you're a uh, certain female named Danielle Hoff. Who bitched and complained about not getting something. Yes. Happy birthday, Danielle. All right. Tim, send us out of here. All right. Let's go, Lakers. Let's go. What a lie. (laughs) And like Coach K, we'll be gone after next year. No, I'm kidding. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WMCJ. Check us out there and download our podcast directly from Anchor or subscribe on one of the many platforms where we're located, including iTunes, Spotify, and more. Thanks to our great sponsors for making this program possible, New Taylor & Associates at newlawoffice.com. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun at stripcamfun.com, as well as Stay Classy Meats, located at stayclassymeats.com. Use our promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports Talk with Nate and Tim, and we hope you come back and join us again for our next episode at the same spot you found it last time. Thanks again to the wonderful Horse Burner for providing our intro song, as well as all the other content they bring out. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope to see you back next time. For Tim, this is Nate saying so long for now, and we'll see you again on the next edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. Oh, you're getting old. You are ancient you get old and your body's in pain you try and explain that people think you're insane They tell you dumb shit like you can't party no more You just shoot them the bird and show them the door
on Memorial Day tried to salute the flag and hit your boob. Goddamn, that's some sag. You popped two somers, thought you'd be okay. Ah, but deep inside you know it's a holler parent all day. Oh, you know it gets hard when you get old. Going to work, make the wrong turn, get lost in some suburban paradise. Go to the grocery store, fill up your cart with shit you don't want. You don't leave the house cause you can't stay up past 11. If you could just sleep in, oh fuck, that would be heaven. And that motherfucker... Nick opens the door, says, what's that noise? Oh, it's just Danielle puking out her insides. Oh, that jelly bean, she pregnant. Sad thing when you can't get up and down the stairs without a forklift. If I have glasses, where are they? And if so, do I ever wear them? Or are they just on my head again? Oh, Nick. God damn, when is that jelly bean gonna come? I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> 